This is the Yorkshire Voice Newscast, brought to you by Leeds Trinity University. This is the Yorkshire Voice Newscast. At one o'clock, I'm Jessica Bailey. This week marks the start of the Actors One Fest, which is celebrating health and care partnership projects across the Bradford district in Craven. One programme being included in this month-long event is the Reducing Inequalities in Communities programme, which aims to improve the discrepancies and inequalities in communities of Bradford. Olivia Tansley spoke to the Senior Head of Population, Health and Wellbeing in the CCG, Polly Masson. The Actors One Festival is running over a number of weeks and it's been arranged to sort of help share a lot of the good work that's going on within the health and care teams. Um, so we've been invited specifically around the health inequalities because we know um, there's some big challenges around health inequalities and we recognise that no single organisation in the city can solve these on their own. So the Act of One Festival is an opportunity for the health and care sector to share and recognise the work of the different teams and to look at how these big challenges can be tackled collectively. What is, you know, the RIC programme? Okay, so RIC stands for Reducing Inequalities in Communities and it's a movement of people and projects working together to try and reduce health inequalities in central Bradford. Its main purpose is to try and reduce the gap in life expectancy that we know exists between central Bradford and some of its close neighbouring places such as Bingley and Wharfdale. Um, so we know that um, there's a difference of up to 10 years life expectancy between Manningham and Wharfdale. As the purpose of our projects trying, being designed to try and reduce the impact of those health inequalities. Do you think that the Actors One Festival will help you um, achieve the goals set up by the RIC programme at all? Um, I think the Actors One programme is really important because the RIC, the RIC programme um, has been established for, for just over a year now um, and it's it involves lots of different stakeholders working together to reduce health inequalities. Um, I think the Active Actors One is an important link for us because it helps us promote the good work of the projects that we're doing and help people that perhaps aren't working directly inside, inside of the RIC programme to understand what we're doing. Um, but most importantly, the RIC programme is, is obviously centred on central Bradford, um, but we hope that we'll be able to evaluate the impact of the projects that we're running there and if they're proven to be successful, they can be rolled out to other parts of our system. Um, and that's why our links to the Actors One programme are really, and um, the Actors One programme is really important because they can we can share learning between each other. And is there anything that the general public can do to help the RIC programme become more successful? Um, I think it's having an awareness of what the RIC programme is and what it does. Um, so we've worked with Bradford-based filmmakers to create an animated film that, that tells the story of Rick and explains that health gap and what Rick's doing, and that can be watched online. Um, the address is bit.ly forward slash Bradford Health Gap, um, and that provides an overview of all the projects we've got running. Um, I can go in a bit more detail for those now if that's helpful. Uh, yeah, that would be great. So in the Rick programme, there are 21 projects, and they're based loosely around life stages. Um, so these projects are based around um, four life stages. And the first one is birth, and we're trying to make sure that um, babies have the best start in life by trying to tackle um, the impact of known risk factors in pregnancy. Our second life stage is childhood and adolescence. Um, and this is all about making sure that the children in Bradford City have good mental and physical health. The third work area is adulthood. So this is trying to focus on some of the key issues that cause early death. So we're focusing on long-term conditions and the health of the homeless. 
and the final stage is lighter lay for end of life and this has got a number of projects that are trying to support people as they age providing proactive care which will help to them manage their complex conditions and it's about taking a holistic approach to both mental and physical health um, which doesn't always need to be medical support. And while there may not be a tour to Yorkshire this year, Welcome to Yorkshire have instead launched Tour de Yorkshire, which seeks to encourage people to get out and about in the county. Earlier, we asked James Mason, CEO of Welcome to Yorkshire, about the project and much more about the beauty of God's own county. What is our year-long campaign for 2021, um, hoping to capitalise on everyone's newfound love of walking that has come about since the pandemic has meant that we're all working from home or or spending more time at home and exploring what's on our doorstep. Yorkshire is a beautiful county of coastline, countryside, um, but also urban cities, wonderful heritage trails, canals, um, reservoirs. And so Yorkshire is a 365 day campaign where we're really exciting people to go out and walk every day of their lives. Now, in addition to that, we would normally have a big cycle race at this time of year, the Tour de Yorkshire. Uh, that's been postponed because of COVID. So we're asking people to walk, cycle or run for the month of May, hence the Tour de Yorkshire play on words, where we're asking people to raise money, get fit, both mentally and physically, and hopefully raise plenty of money for Yorkshire Cancer Research, our official charity partner. And like you say, we've become so accustomed to lockdown walks. I think that's been when we've been working from home, when we've had no other option, that has been the most exciting part of many people's days. Um, so why do you think it's so important to keep this up rather than leave it something that's left in lockdown like Tiger King and banana bread? <laughs> I think it's a really good question. And I think the key here is the momentum that we've built up with people walking um, and enjoying the great outdoors and perhaps finding new things that they didn't know about in Yorkshire. So myself and my family over the past few months have found uh, routes to rivers that we didn't know existed, um, lily ponds, we've seen storks nesting, we've seen badgers, we've seen um, all sorts of wildlife, flora and fauna. And we probably wouldn't have seen that, but for this enforced period of lockdown and, and walking more on, our, on doorstep. So wouldn't it be a shame if we go back to the rat race that was before? I'm not saying we shouldn't work as hard as we did before, but I think there's going to be a new appreciation of that work-life balance, maybe being in the office sometime, maybe not being in the office. And actually, I had a walk up on Ilkley Moor just yesterday morning. It completely cleared my head for the day ahead, which, which was a stressful day, but I was able to get through it because I'd had that hour of exercise. Also, there's an economic impact of us out walking. We're all buying coffees, we're all buying sandwiches, we're visiting our local butcher, gr uh, grocer, um, local artisan, bread maker, etc. So I think that's really important that we get out and walk for our mental and physical health, but also support local businesses that we might not have done previously. Yeah, just trying to combine lockdown life with a bit of our usual, the, the old normal day-to-day -day life. Um, so as we're starting to emerge out of a lockdown, hopefully for the last time, um and people are looking for staycations and you know not necessarily in yorkshire they might be planning to go elsewhere they might be hoping to go abroad however optimistic that is why what do you think is so important about staying in yorkshire and what yorkshire has to offer because obviously you're a big fan a big advocate of yorkshire i think that's pretty clear <laughs> Yes, yeah, if I don't get this answer right, I'll be sacked. My, yeah, it's easy for me to wax lyrical about Yorkshire, but if I just give you a couple of headline stats, 
you know, we're the largest uh, county in England. There's over five and a half million people that live in the county. We've got vibrant cities, whether it's Leeds, York, Bradford, Sheffield. Hull. We've got a wonderful Jurassic coastline of 100 miles long with wonderful beaches, including Runswick Bay, which was voted as the Sunday Times uh, Beach of the Year last year. We've heritage and history that goes back hundreds and thousands of years, whether it's York Minster, Revo Abbey or Kirkstall Abbey, and many more, by the way, Connorsby Castle down in South Yorkshire. We've also got three national parks um, and not many people would recognise that. We've got the Dales, of course, and we've got the North York Moors, but we've also got part of the Peak District uh, in South Yorkshire. We've got seven Michelin star restaurants. We've got film sets all over the place, whether it's Bridgerton being filmed or All Creatures Great and Small or documentaries like the Yorkshire Shepherdess. So these are reasons to visit Yorkshire pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during pandemic. Yes, we might not have the sunshine that you would get in Italy, Spain or France, but actually we do get some great weather. And actually when we don't have the great weather, there's still plenty to do. So Yorkshire is a, a destination to come for 12 months of the year, not just for the summer period. And that's for an overnight stay. It's for a two or three day trip. It's for a long weekend. It's for a week, it's for two weeks, whether that's camping or having a luxury stay in a hotel. So what we want to demonstrate that Yorkshire isn't just somewhere that people should choose because they can't fly abroad. Um, and it's a backstop, it's a second vest. It should be a destination that people want to come to. Uh, they book well in advance and they can complement it with a summer holiday as well. So I think that's the key going forward. The economic impact of that for Yorkshire is that money um, circulates around the pubs, clubs, bars, restaurants uh, and attractions and supports that rebirth and regrowth of, a, of an economy that has, that has suffered terribly over the last 18 months. It sounds like there's something for everyone there. And I think people are definitely going to be convinced with the the really wide range of things you've just mentioned there um definitely ready with that answer that's perfect um and so there's a wide range of different walks on the website i've seen um like you say we've got great cities in yorkshire we've got um the, the national parks plenty of choice um so if you don't want to get your trainers dirty i like the countryside but there might be some people who don't um and most people when they think of a walk or um yorkshire they might think big wide open spaces but is there is there other options for people who might not be looking to uh have that traditional countryside day out i think the whole purpose of the walkshire campaign is to challenge stereotypes push boundaries and and educate and introduce people to different parts of yorkshire they wouldn't normally have walked in so you're right, and I think we're right to use these iconic images behind me of, of, of the Yorkshire Dales and the, and, and the wide open spaces in, in the moors and on the coastline. But Yorkshire isn't just the preserve of people that maybe have retired or have got time in their hands to go and walk in these beautiful parts of the county. It's walking every day at work. So I, I work in Leeds and I walk along the Leeds-Liverpool Canal um, out towards Kirkstall and the other way uh, towards Methley. And I see industry, I see heritage, I see wildlife. Um, I see history in the making. I, I understand better the waterways of Yorkshire. You can walk through Leeds, Bradford, Huddersfield, Halifax, Skipton, Harrogate, Scarborough, Sheffield town centres today. And all you've got to do is look up and see hundreds and hundreds of years worth of heritage, art, history, architecture, uh, little delis that are cropping up all over the place. Um, and I think the key to that is that walking 
isn't just something that can be done in the great outdoors. It can be done on your own doorstep. It's totally inclusive. And we're working with a number of um, cultural and accessible mm -hmm. champions that are, that are helping us find routes for people that maybe wheelchair users. There's a walk on the website about the Leeds uh, Heritage Walks around Black History Month that was back uh, at the end of last year. So there's lots to learn through Walkshire that isn't just the preserve of walking in, in, in the beautiful parts of the country. But actually, our city centres, our town centres, our urban areas are beautiful parts of the country. They're just different. Yeah, I saw some of the urban walks on the on the website and they looked amazing and it was quite refreshing to see that angle as people can put these nice walks into their day-to-day -day life and their commute. And at, at the start you mentioned how you'd usually have Tour de Yorkshire, which is obviously so well known. Um, so are we looking to see Tour de Yorkshire carry on when the um, cycling continues and is resumed? Or is there any chance of some kind of triathlon? Are you going to go for the for all yeah. three? Uh, who knows? I think the Tour de Yorkshire was the obvious fillet this year. But saying that, uh, there's no reason why it can't continue in perpetuity. Uh, we want the Tour de Yorkshire back for all its obvious reasons. But we also want walking to continue. We want Yorkshire to be the walking capital of the world. So whilst we've named 365 walks for this year, it could have been 3,600, couldn't it? We've got that many walks. And actually, the brilliant success of Yorkshire has been um, that people are sending in their own walks, walks that perhaps aren't on the beaten track, perhaps walks that aren't uh, well known to everybody. So it's a very it's a very experiential campaign. So Yorkshire, the Tour de Yorkshire, walking every day is going to continue in what format, we don't know. You know, this is a specific campaign to raise money for Yorkshire Cancer Research, but there'll be other opportunities. And who knows, a triathlon might be something that comes on the back of this, but it can't just be walking, cycling and and swimming. Uh, sorry, my computer's playing up here, that, 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 that we're asking people to do. We want food and drink festivals. We want music festivals. We want um, arts heritage festivals. So we want to be uh, across all spectrums and across... Uh, across all um, sectors of the economy. Well, it sounds incredible and it sounds like it's such a choice of things for people to do and from the walks that are on the website and they look amazing from, and I think there's something for everybody, it seems. Um, now, just, just to end on, I've heard you're a big Bradford City fan and um, what are your thoughts ahead of the summer and the recruitment and uh, the season we've had so far? Yeah, uh, I am a Bradford City fan. I don't hide that, uh, although I represent the whole of Yorkshire now. You know, I'm a Bradford lad, so I'm very proud of my upbringing in that city, the city that built me. And then the football club that I've supported all my life and also worked there for uh, four years, which was a wonderful part of my career. Uh, it's been a turbulent season, hasn't it? Um, it didn't start very well and, and, and actually ended very badly for Stuart McCall, one of the club's legends. Um, but the club made a decision to um, end his time at the club. Um, and the appointment of Connor Sellers and Mark Truman looked inspired and, and perhaps still is. They went on a wonderful run that dragged us away from relegation, actually enabled us to flirt with the playoff places. They're having a tough run, but I think all fans and the club just need to support them. They're young men going through uh, the early stages of their career and they've had an exceptional winning run and now they're on a very difficult um, um, losing run. So therefore, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They've got to be given time. You know, keeping keeping changing managers isn't going to work. That doesn't work in business. It doesn't work in sports. So I think they need to be given more time. They need to give, be given some support in the summer. 
And I suppose they need, along with Lee Bullock, to be able to recruit, along with Ryan Sparks, the players that are going to fit the style that they want to play. Um, and so I think um, it's going to be a really challenging but exciting summer. But I think we do need to give them time to bed their plans in. And who knows, let's hope this time next year, that good run that they went on, uh, they can recreate and it, it, it eventually becomes a promotion winning run. Yeah, let the fans and encourage the fans to be there, there for the ups and the downs. Um, well, it's been incredible speaking to you. Um, I'm hoping people are going to really enjoy the walks and we can look forward to seeing more about it and hopefully seeing Tordy Yorkshire return soon. Um, so, yeah, it's been great speaking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jess, and good luck to yourself and all your colleagues. Really great to speak to James Mason from Welcome to Yorkshire earlier. Uh, like I mentioned, so many great walks to enjoy. Um, so definitely worth having a look at those, even as the temptation for the pub stays there. Although with the weather at the moment, which we'll get to, um, you might not be fancying the beer gardens. And now we've got more from the Royals, but no more scandal or anything like that at the moment. Instead, we've got some wholesome content from England's most famous family. Um, as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are celebrating their 10-year wedding anniversary today. William and Kate married at Westminster Abbey in 2011 after an eight-year relationship which began when they met while studying at St Andrews University. They have since started a family and are now parents to three children, Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Dewey. These people from West Yorkshire have overwhelmingly positive memories about the day that they tied the knot. I was sat at home watching the whole ceremony because I love the royal family, watching also the men redoing me a new kitchen. So I now know I probably need another one in 10 years. Um, I think we all had the day off, so I remember being in my living room and watching it on telly. We were having street parties and celebrating with them. As people have spent over a year taking comfort in music, when normal life felt like it was out of reach, people have been listening in all sorts of different ways. Vinyl records had already made their comeback and are at home with people of all ages. The love for them are spanning generations and another former format has made a rather unexpected return. Cassette tape sales have been on the rise and by the end of last June, 65,000 were sold in the UK, which was a 103% sales increase from the previous year. This does not seem to be changing either, with the CEO of Milan, the only EU producer of cassette tapes, saying that they have sale, that sales have still been on the rise this year. Keith Wildman from the Record Cafe in Bradford shared his thoughts on people turning back to tapes. I grew up with cassettes. Um, I had a cassette player before I had a turntable, uh, because you could take a cassette player with your Walkman, uh, you could take a cassette player out to a friend's house, so you had a cassette player with your, with your computer. Um, but sound-wise, uh, they're just not a patch on on on, on vinyl or CD, uh, and you, you know the, the, you can't skip to the next song. I mean, you have tape counts and things where that's where you had to know where the next song was. But um, cassettes were good for you know playing on your Walkman, playing in your car. Um, but no, CDs are much better. Vinyl's a lot better. Um, but as a, as a sort of an attractive object, I can see the appeal because um, I remember certainly buying, buying blank cassettes. Um, you had all sorts of fancy coloured ones and, uh, you know, that was quite cool, you know, the, the blank cassettes. But, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced by the research cassettes other than it being an object to own rather than just something to actually use. 
It'll be interesting to see if the cassette tape sales keep rising as vinyls did because they have been so popular with people of all ages. And now for the weather, it is looking rather rainy outside, definitely more miserable than the sunny spells we were getting very used to as the beer gardens reopened. But if you're heading to the pub this week, I think you're going to have to take your coat on your umbrella because it is not looking very nice with only highs of about eight. That's the Yorkshire Voice newscast. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay classy, Yorkshire. This is the Yorkshire Voice newscast, brought to you by Leeds Trinity University.